Welcome to Fear Street. Today we're talking about the first film in the trilogy, Fear Street Part 1, 1994. This is Scott's Up Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends, and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today we are talking about the first film in the Fear Street trilogy, which all, were all released one week after the other on Netflix not too long ago, and I thought they were pretty fun. They are based on the R.L. Stein book series of the same name, and I think it's kind of interesting to kind of see how one director and a lot of the same cast kind of adapt to different takes on kind of the same story and same genre. So it's, I thought it was interesting. And so we'll kick things off. We'll go through the entire series in order. Uh, the next two episodes will be about part two and part three. But uh, without any further ado, let's talk about Fear Street Part 1, 1994. One of the cardinal sins of modern movie franchises is false sequel bait. Typically, this is a post-credit scene or epilogue that hints at a new development or a new adventure around the corner. Which is fine if it's generic enough not to matter or guaranteed to happen, like the next Marvel project. But not so much if the promised sequel never happens. This summer's Fear Street film solved that problem by making all three films at once and releasing one a week for three weeks. Based on the book series of the same name, the film takes place in the twin towns of Sunnyside and Shadyside. While Sunnyside is akin to suburban utopia, Shadyside has been plagued by a rash of serial killers and just got another one when a mall worker killed many of his fellow workers. But when a handful of Shadyside teenagers accidentally uncover the witch believed to be responsible for Shadyside's awful run, they'll have to find a way to break the curse and survive the night. So cards on the table, I came into this series cold. I'm aware it's based on the book series by R.L. Stein, but I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And with that in mind, here's what to expect. <laughs> Each of these films is best imagined as a supernatural slasher film that uses its time period and the slashers of said era as inspiration. The themes are sledgehammer subtle, since the obvious economic, racial, and sexual disparities between Sunny Shide and Shady Side, but I think that works. Mostly because director Lee Janiak is able to balance the material's adolescent outlook and the slasher scenes. The interpersonal drama all feels appropriately teenage. There's a lot of talk about bursting out of your stupid town, romantic tension is all-consuming, and there's this palpable feeling of the world working against you. It's a film where a young man views a girl he likes in a haze, the adults are either non-existent or explicit barriers to progress, and people make bold declarations about what they're going to do with their life. This movie lets teenagers be teenagers, who might be a little up and down, a little weird, and a little funny. It's great. Mercifully, this is also done without beating the audience over the head with the time period. The technology, music, and some now-defunct stores are the only thing that give the game away. From the horror perspective, Fear Street's eventual setup means the movie can throw a kitchen sink of slasher villains at our heroes. Since they seemingly can't be killed by conventional means, it means they also have to conjure up a lot of creative solutions to survive the night. And if you were wondering if the film was afraid of blood and guts, it is not. The film gives every kill a disturbing slow-motion crawl across the screen, including one kill I'd never seen before, and squishy sound effects that are gross and upsetting. 
The only complaints I have are the use of music and some acting choices made in the film. On the music front, the first third of the film is a shotgun blast of 90s rock songs that barely play out before another one is introduced. I was okay with this for a bit, but the transitions eventually got so obvious and so frequent it became distracting. It's okay to let an expensive song play in the background sometimes. Unless it really captures the mood, you can let it go. In acting land, most of the cast is really good and manages to capture their type while still being charismatic. This includes the popular cheerleader, the goofball dude, and the little brother who knows everything. The only weekly link is Kiana Madeira as Dina, and I feel like this is either a direction or a writing problem since she's better in the other films. In general, I think her performance is fine, but as my wife pointed out, she delivers almost all of her lines in this guttural whisper that is fine for one or two lines, but gets overused after an entire film. Like I said, I think that this gets ironed out, but it was a touch distracting. The verdict is, though, it's a good start. Though it will likely be viewed as part of a whole versus its own thing, Fear Street Part 1 is a solid teenage slasher flick. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time, everybody. Stay safe.